Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome to Mary, Queen of Peace Parish, as we celebrate the second Sunday in Ordinary Time. A special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us today and to anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. The parish office has received numerous calls this week from parishioners informing us that they have not received their offertory envelopes. We were assured by our envelope supplier that they were mailed. However, due to a postal issue, no one has received them. In the meantime, our supplier is mailing out a smaller packet of envelopes with enough to last for a few weeks until the mailing situation is resolved. All registered parishioners will be receiving information in the mail this week regarding a parish census. To complete the census, you can go to our website, call the office, or fill out a paper copy. Paper copies are available at the office and at the church entrances. Tickets for the Decades Dinner Dance, which will be held next Saturday, will be available today after Mass. Tickets will also be available at the parish office and at the door the day of the dance. Assisting us today are our lectors, Gregory Zelesnik and Julie Shepard. Our altar server is Paul Kufta. I, Emily Leal Santiesteban, will be your cantor. Our organist is Cynthia Plazic. Our celebrant is Father Michael Stumpf. Let us all now stand, if you are able, for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, Praise the One Who Breaks the Darkness, number 625 in the Blue Hymnal. to the desert's burning 
quenching thirst in every land. Praise the one true love incarnate, Christ who suffered in our place. Jesus died and rose for many that we In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. And with your spirit. We are now, brothers and sisters, in ordinary time, completing the Christmas season. Last weekend, we have this second weekend of ordinary time. I always wonder what happens to the first. So we're in the second week, and we will go now through the seventh week of Ordinary Time before we enter into the celebration and preparation of Lent for Easter. And so as we gather as God's people, trusting that the Lord God is truly present among us, his people incarnate, and that his presence is known in this community, in this word, in this sacrament we celebrate, we pause as we begin we ask God's mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the Lamb of God. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you are light to all peoples. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you share the mission of your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life. to God, glory to God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, on earth peace to people of goodwill. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God in the Father, you 
gathering our prayers together. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who govern all things both in heaven and on earth, mercifully hear the pleadings of your people and bestow peace on our times. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. hearing from the prophet Isaiah, it's actually introduction to the section of Isaiah that's actually called the suffering servant. And he is charged at the beginning of that, although it seems like failure and suffering, that he will be light not just to the people of Israel, but to all nations. Uh, Second reading, we're hearing, actually we're going to hear two things that actually happen at Mass in today's scripture passages. One of them is the very end of the greeting of Paul. Uh, The very last line is one of the openings that I can use as the presider to greet you in the Lord. And then we'll actually hear in the gospel passage, John the Baptist point out Jesus as the Lamb of God that we use before we receive Eucharist. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Lord said to me, You are my servant, Israel, through whom I show my glory. Now the Lord has spoken, who formed me as his servant from the womb, that Jacob may be brought back to him, and Israel gathered to him. And I am made glorious in the sight of the Lord, and my God is now my strength. It is too little, the Lord says, for you to be my servant, to raise up the tribes of Jacob and restore the survivors of Israel. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. Our responsorial psalm can be found at number 49 in the blue hymnal.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Sothenes, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to you who have been sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be holy, with all those everywhere who call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one of whom I said, a man is coming after me who ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. I did not know him, but the reason why I came baptizing with water was that he might be made known to Israel. John testified, testified further, saying, I saw the Spirit come down like a dove from heaven and remain upon him. I did not know him, 
But the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, on whomever you see the Spirit come down and remain, he is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Once when I was having a very difficult time with um, my journey into the priesthood, I was actually in seminary at the time, I was assigned to a parish on the weekends and in the summers, and I was studying many things in theology, which is supposed to draw you closer to God, and I felt like it was pulling me farther and farther away from God. I thought it was more like just an intellectual endeavor and I was really struggling. I was also really struggling with probably the time the institutional church. And I have to say that uh, probably that's never quite been resolved, but um, you know, <laughs> here I am as part of it, right? Um, but I was, I was struggling with uh, institutional church and I was struggling with uh, some of the powers that be um, and, and how I saw them exercising power that, that didn't seem to me to be in love and in gospel ways. And so, and, and here I was in seminary and I was journeying towards becoming more and more a part of all of this, right? To become actually a minister and, a, and an employee, if you will, of this organization. And so I, I was actually in a music group and in the music group, I was actually sharing with the musician at the time about some of the struggles that I was having. And we were at mass together and it was, you know, we were part of the music that was leading the, the congregation. And we got to the point where uh, the priest holds up the host and says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed who are we who are called to the supper of the Lamb. Actually, I think the words were a little different because it was before the new translation eight years ago. Right? But he, he said those words, behold the Lamb of God. And then, of course, we respond, Lord, I am not worthy that you should, whatever it was at the time, right? I can't even remember, right? <laughs> but now we say, I'm not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Only say the word and my soul shall be healed, right? And so it was interesting because we were standing there together and he nudged me and he said to me, who were you talking to? And so after Mass, we had a conversation, right? And it was really fascinating to me because in the midst of all of the struggles that I was having with institutional church and all of this learning and all of this theology and all of this scripture, he asked me a simple question. He said, who were you talking to? Notice how powerful that question is. Behold the Lamb of God. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you. I'm not worthy you should enter under my roof. Powerful, powerful words of liturgy where we are acknowledging that the most essential part, 
and this was what he was trying to tell me as I kind of talked to him a little bit afterwards, the most essential part of what we are and who we are and what we are about as church in the midst of everything that we do, the liturgy, our theology, our, 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 our moral and ethical teachings, all of that really is supposed to be about pointing to a relationship with someone, with Christ Jesus, in the power of the Spirit and the Trinity God the Father, right? And so it really, among everything, in the midst of everything, I think we sometimes get so caught up, and at that time, I was so caught up in so many things. And then he goes, who are you talking to? We are now in ordinary time. And as we enter into ordinary time, I, I love the beginning of ordinary time in the church, even though we just get several weeks of it before we move into the, uh, the Lenten season. So we're kind of in this few weeks between these periods, the celebration of the incarnation and Christmas, and then the preparation for the next greatest mystery of our faith, which is Jesus' self-giving love, life, death, and resurrection. And so between that, we have these few, few weeks. And almost always in this experience of these few weeks, well, I I don't want to say almost always, always what happens is we start a new gospel. We start something in the three-year cycle of gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, or excuse me, Matthew, Mark, or Luke, the three gospels. And then uh, we, we enter with one another into a kind of a, a, a restart of the journey. The, the beginning of ordinary time is almost like a reboot. Uh, to, to once again take a look at what it means to be called as a disciple, encouraged and challenged by Christ, experiencing some of Jesus' first miracles, some of his first teachings, and then to be sent forth as his people, as disciples. So it's a, it's a beginning again. It's a starting again. It's a reboot about what discipleship is all about. And although we're going to be hearing from Matthew's gospel all during ordinary time, we started this cycle, cycle A, with John's gospel. And it's John's perspective of John the Baptist to kind of set the tone before we enter into Matthew's gospel and then, again, hear those first calls of discipleship, those first encouraging words and, and, and miracles and, and transformation that starts to happen in that body of people that starts to follow in the ways of the Lord. And so it's a reboot for us, ordinary time. Now that we're here, these first couple weeks, beginning discipleship. And so, this year, we're set with the tone of John the Baptist. And John the Baptist, from John's gospel, actually sets a great tone for what discipleship is really all about. Because John the Baptist knows who he is and how essential his role is in the place of sharing and preparing the kingdom of God, and at the same time it says, it's not about me. Those are the two essential ways to start discipleship. How essential, how important, how great and unique and individual each of our places is in the kingdom of God and preparing the way, but then the step out of the way and point to the one who this is really about. It's not about me, it's about the Lord right? It's not about me. It's about a relationship with the Lord. It's not about the institution. It's about a relationship with the Lord. It's not about a moral code. 
It's about the relationship with the Lord. It's not about leaders, what they're doing well or not well. It, it's about a relationship with the Lord. And it's about knowing how essential each and every one of us is, and at the same time, too, to be able to step out of the way and say, look, who? That's what it's about. Discipleship. And so we get to start this ordinary time and this reboot once again. You and I, whether we realize it or not, are pointing away from ourselves and to the one to which this is really all about. We, we oftentimes don't realize, but we, we do that in all kinds of ways. We point to the Lord and say, this isn't about me, although I'm essential. This is about the Lord by the way we uh, live our lives by the way the values that we hold by uh, the, the the way we care and welcome and invite and uh, embrace one another within relationships we point to the lord in, in the way we uh, identify our gifts and share those gifts of time and talent and treasure that we have with one another and, and to support the, the kingdom of God within this world. We point to the Lord and point to his when we, uh, when we grow in whatever way that is in the nurturing that happens in each and every one of us and then we actually walk with and encourage each other. We point to the Lord in all kinds of ways and what we're trying to do is point to the relationship with the Lord. Now, the ways that Catholics are not always good at pointing at the Lord or pointing to the Lord is by actually saying it sometimes. By actually, you know, when someone says, you know, why did you, I don't know, make that donation to that organization? Why did you help that person who was poor and in need? Why did you share your gifts? you know, with the community of people. Why did you go to mass, <laughs> right, right? We oftentimes don't say because of whom it's about, right? We don't oftentimes say it's the Lord. It's because this relationship I have with and in God. And you know, again, it's that, it's that who that we're supposed to be pointing to as God's people. And Catholics are not always good at that. And, and by the way, by the way, when I say this, you and I all know people in our life who constantly say, oh, praise God. Oh, oh praise the Lord, right? And, and so we sometimes say those things in trite ways or, or in ways that aren't true and authentic. And, and you know, I, I mean, I hate to say some of our Catholic sisters and brothers, some of our other uh, Christian Christian, Christian, other Christian uh, denominations, brothers, like to talk about the Lord all the time, right? And sometimes it feels kind of trite. But to say why we do what we do, how we act the way we, or why we act the way we act, why do we care the way do we care, why do we uh, come and participate in a liturgical celebration like this in a community, to be able to say honestly and authentically, because of whom, right? because of the Lord, and to point with our words, with our actions, with our very beings and lives. It's a great time to revisit who we are as disciples, entering into ordinary time 
we get this opportunity to start once again and reboot, and John the Baptist is a great way to do it. Know how essential and unique every single one of us is, and to realize it's not about me. It's about whom? The Lord. Together as God's people, we stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father of the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, life, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things were made for us, for our salvation. He came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake was crucified in the Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. In the power and relationship of God's presence with us, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. The response is, hear us, O Lord, that the church may be a place of healing and support for all, especially those who are poor and vulnerable. We pray, hear, hear us, us o, Lord. o Lord. In the words of Pope Francis, Mary, Queen of Peace, Comfort the martyred Ukrainian people and obtain from the heads of nations the strength of will to immediately bring the war to an end. We pray, hear us, O Lord. As we celebrate Martin Luther King Jr. Day this weekend, that we grow in our understanding of how prejudice and racism operate, choosing instead to build the beloved community. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Hear, Hear us, O Lord. Lord. We go forth for the courage to work for racial justice in the structures of the church and society, we pray. Hear, Hear us, O Lord. Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Michael Liss and Robert Spratt. May they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear, Hear us, O Lord. Lord. We remember today Joseph Bukowski and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. Hear, Hear us, us, O Lord. Lord. Calling on the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. 
Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother, Mother of God, God pray, pray for us sinners, now, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Mary, Queen of Peace, pray for us. Please join in singing our offertory hymn, number 728, I Has Not Seen, number 728. Christ in one another, we offer our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant, O Lord, we pray that we may participate worthily in these mysteries, for whenever the memorial of this sacrifice is celebrated, the work of our redemption is accomplished. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ. In Him, you have been pleased to renew all things, you've given us a share in His fullness. Though in the form of God, he emptied himself and by the blood of the cross brought peace to all creation. Therefore, he has been exalted above all things and for all who obey him has become the source of eternal salvation. So with all the angels, thrones, dominions, with hosts and powers of heaven, we sing a hymn of your glory as without end we acclaim.
You are indeed holy, O Lord, the font of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, sending down your spirit upon them like the dewfall, that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed, he entered willingly into his passion. He took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Therefore, we celebrate the memorial of Christ's death and resurrection. And we offer you, Lord, the bread of life, the chalice of salvation, giving thanks you've held us worthy to be in your presence and to minister to you. Humbly we pray, partaking of the body and the blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church, which is spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, all the clergy, all who serve and lead your people. Remember also all of our sisters and brothers who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. And have mercy on us all, we pray. That with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, St. Joseph, her blessed spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life, to praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Moving into greater communion with the Lord and the kingdom and with one another at the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses 
as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from Deliver us, Lord, we pray from all evil, graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy, we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. The kingdom, the power, and the glory Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church. Graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. We offer one another a sign of Christ's peace. point to the Lord here so we can do so also in our lives. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter into my room, but only say the word and my soul will show. An act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things, and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you have already come, I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Amen. Please join in singing our communion hymn, The Supper of the Lord, which can be found in the inside back cover of the hymnal.
precious body, precious blood, here in bread and wine, here the Lord prepares the feast divine. Together, let us please stand and let us pray. Pour on us, Lord, the spirit of your love, and in your kindness, make those you've nourished by this one heavenly bread 
one in mind and in heart, through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. With your spirit. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Please join in singing our closing hymn, number 611, All Creatures of Our God and King, number 611. Creatures of our God and King, lift up your voice and with us sing. Alleluia, Alleluia. Oh, burning sun with golden beam and silver moon with softer gleam.